Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Pony Stampede podcast. Just a day away from kickoff for the SMU Mustangs against the Arkansas State Red Wolves at 6 o'clock on ESPN Plus from Jonesboro. I'm Billy Embody. Thanks for joining us on this edition of the pod. Quick reminder to leave us a rating, a review, and hit that subscribe button for us if you like what you are hearing this Friday morning or any of the times you've listened to us on the podcast as we've rolled it out pretty much twice a week now for you guys. But um, look, we're going to kind of answer some subscriber questions. I'm going to give my final thoughts on the game. And then um, look, SMU uh, did uh, release also a new uh, non-conference game for for basketball. So I'll kind of give my thoughts on uh, that um, as uh, SMU scheduled Evansville uh, for later this year. And we'll kind of knock out some other general things as uh, as we approach game week and the end of the dead period as well for SMU. Um, so let's get right into it. SMU's set to take on Arkansas State on Saturday night. Look, I think this is one where when we look at the, the subscriber questions that we had submitted on PonyStampede.com, it's one where we're asked, you know, how do you not lose this game if you ask SMU? You are more talented. Uh, you did beat Arkansas State with a less talented team um, two years ago at home, certainly with a far worse defense uh, as well. And and while they got a little bit of luck that game to come away with the win uh, in Ford Stadium, certainly a game that SMU didn't play their best. Uh, they catch a couple breaks and then they end up you know winning at least score wise uh, convincingly. So. Now, fast forward two years, new coach for SMU in Sonny Dykes. Arkansas State, meanwhile, dealing with, obviously, an incredibly difficult tragedy to go through, losing the uh, wife of, of Blake Anderson, the head coach, Wendy, to, to cancer. Uh, and um, uh, after her two-year bout with uh, cancer, um, so look, the Red Wolves are going to be fired up. They're going to be in a situation where they're going to come out with everything they've got and, and in terms of how SMU doesn't lose this game, they've got to weather that storm. They've got to um, just play safe, kind of fundamental football uh, in really what I would say is the first quarter. Okay, You can't uh, come out there and, and, and bring um, uh, mistakes and mental, mental errors and busts in coverage or things like that. Because Arkansas State will take advantage. They are a well-coached football team. Um, they haven't gone to eight straight bowl games for nothing. Um, and, and look, both teams are breaking in new starting quarterbacks. Both teams have different situations with their starters. Logan Bonner, uh, certainly uh, one that uh, steps in for the Red Wolves and, and had a rough go in Ford Stadium two years ago, but is older now, uh, sat behind the conference player of the year offensively uh, last year, and now gets his shot to operate the offense with a new play caller. But what SME has to do, like I said, fundamental football, not turn the football over, especially early on. Um, and, and once they can kind of get through that first 15 minutes, they can kind of settle in and, um, and, and, and just play football. You know, from there, the game kind of takes over. Your game plan takes over. You're off of your scripted plays or what have you. Um, and, and that's where I think SMU will will end up coming away with this one. I pick them to win 31-24 um, over, over Arkansas State. I, I think it's really going to be a game where it could be like a 10 or two touchdown game. And then Arkansas State kind of scores late to make it interesting. But um, in terms of the key 
for me, that's the turnover battle, right? And and SMU when they won the turnover b- battle last year, I I think they were they were four and one or five and zero. Oh. I, I I could be wrong on that, but but they were exceptional when they won the turnover battle, um, and that includes a win at Houston. Uh, that includes you know beating Navy, who had a couple fumbles. Uh, so look, if they can take care of the football like they did fairly well at times last year, um, outside of Ben Hicks's pick sixes. Uh, SMU should be able to come away with the win. So that, for me, is the key to to not losing, is winning the turnover battle. If SMU does that, they'll come away with the win. This is a defense that I feel like when they were at their best last year, they were forcing turnovers. Both defenses are on the, on the up, uh, at least, but Arkansas State does have to replace the conference player of the year where SMU really... You know, has to replace Mikel Onu, has to replace a uh, starter in Elijah McQueen. That that certainly provided a lot of talent. But uh, look, they've got a lot, a lot of depth on the defensive line. Uh, they're really talented up front. Uh, they've got some pieces at linebacker, including Richard Moore. Um, but I, I think it's SMU that'll come away because they're going to win the turnover battle in my uh, mind. So that's the key to the game is the turnover battle for me. Um, in terms of over-under, uh, we were asked, James Pony Island, uh, over-under on rushing yards and rod- yards per rush, 120 yards and four yards a carry. I mean, I, I'm going to go over for, for SMU on on the running game. I, I think it's a situation where um, SMU is going to be able to to run the football a little bit. They're going to have to to kind of, again, settle down early. Uh, you've got to have a good ground game to go on the road and win for the most part, I'd say. And I'll go over four yards a carry, maybe 4.2, 4.3, but... I, I just think this offense with Shane Bouchelle is just going to be totally different. And, and I say that because, look, if you don't think Shane Bouchelle is, is uh, running out there, um, you know, you're, you're probably a little, little crazy. Um, but um, I do uh, feel like SMU is going to be able to, to, to kind of move the ball offensively uh, and kind of take care of business. I think they just have too many weapons and, and too much experience now um, to, to kind of you know, I guess shoot themselves in the foot enough to not make them a factor. I think Bouchelle, the way he's carried himself in camp and performed with as much experience as he has in real games already, that should translate onto the field uh, for the Mustangs. Now, um, in terms of uh, Rhett Lashley and kind of how things go this year, I think this is one where uh, now that they have a quarterback that they trust, um, and that includes Will Brown. I think they trust Will Brown. It was very vanilla when Will Brown was in there, but they trust him. Um, I do believe that. And uh, But look, with Bouchelle, they really trust him. I think there's going to be a different look to this offense in a way. Uh, you're going to see the tight ends more involved. I think with the offensive line being where it's at, you, you're going to be able to see the tight ends get involved a little bit more in the passing game. Um, and, and certainly a, run, a running back room that right now is really healthy. Um, there's high expectations for that group and they're going to be held to a high standard. So I think this offense is going to be fine. I think it's just going to look a little different this year. Um, Reggie Roberson, James Prochet back in that second year and and James, we know what he can do and Reggie, we know what he can do when healthy. Um, there's just a lot to work with, with this offense. And I I think Lashley will benefit from that. Um, he's got plenty of pieces to work with and, and he'll have a little fun with it as well. Now, uh, kind of finally on on some last thoughts on the game uh, before we take a quick break and then um, uh, I've got someone special to kind of bring on the pod before we take that break uh, and then 
uh, on the flip side of it, we'll kind of break down the depth chart and uh, talk a little uh, basketball about that um, uh, to kind of cap the podcast. Kind of some some last thoughts on on uh, you know the the Evansville game. Um, but I was asked, what are the one on one player matchups that could decide the game? Look for me. I think when you look at this football game. I think SMU is going to be able to move the football. It's a matter of can the defense, can the secondary step up and show some improvement from last year. If they get Chevin Callaway and Cameron Jones eligible, great. But you do have a new starter at safety in Trevor Denbo, who's never played in a live game at safety, really, for the most part. But you have Rodney Clemens, who's played a lot of football. But on the flip side of that, and we'll talk a little bit more about this with the depth chart, you have Armani Johnson, who, uh, who who's going to get the start. Um, you know, at corner and, and I think that's, I, I just worry in terms of the one-on-one matchups, Arkansas state has a really good group of wide receivers. Kirk Merritt is outstanding as a receiver, um, and, and arguably as good as James Prochet, um, and, and certainly one that if they let him get loose and they give him opportunities, uh, they, he can blow the top off a of defense and, and, and you know, make big plays. SMU has to limit the big plays. They can't have those back-breaking mental errors. They can't have those back-breaking special teams plays. Uh, that's going to be the difference this year with this football team is can they limit those types of uh, monumental uh, errors? And so, look, I, I think that's kind of, uh, for the most part, what I worry about is is can they match up one-on-one um, uh, with these Arkansas State receivers and, and kind of handle them? Now, on the flip side of things, uh, in our final uh, subscriber question, uh, am I worried at all about timing with Shane Bouchelle and the wide receivers? I'm not really. He's been here you know, since late May, working with the wide receivers. Um, will there be maybe some growing pains kind of fitting it all together in terms of flow of a game? Maybe, but I don't think timing is really going to be an issue. Shane gets the ball out of his hand, pr- hands pretty quickly. Um, he's accurate. Uh, like Sonny Dyke said on his radio show on Monday night, he has not thrown an interception all camp. So um, one thing you can probably do is chalk up Shane Bouchelle for an interception at this point. But um, I, I like where 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 SMU stands with, with Shane Bouchelle and the wide receivers. So um, I think things are going to go well for them and 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 he'll be able to to move the football and and kind of show that veteran veteran presence that that SMU loved uh, when, uh, you know, when they brought him in. Before we head into a break, though, I wanted to bring in one of our own, one of our own Pony Stampede subscribers, big SMU fan, Shay Dow of Smoke Texas Craft Barbecue. He's got some exciting things going on right now. That whole crew over there working hard as they are set to roll out uh, some of their really interesting and exciting uh, barbecue options for you guys. And I wanted to bring him in now to talk about that. Shay. Uh, first of all, congrats on, on what you guys have going on so far. been following you guys on Instagram and, and been getting the rave reviews. Uh, tell us a little bit about your barbecue style and then uh, what people can expect from you guys. Well, thanks for having me, Billy. One of the uh, coolest things that we do is we offer a lot of uh, craftier style, uh, styles of barbecue. Um, one of the things that we, we're pretty well known for is our pastrami, uh, pastrami beef ribs as well. Uh, we do like to incorporate some other uh, flares from, from around the country. Boudin is one of the things that we've uh, started playing with a lot. Um, in fact, one of our things that people really like a lot is our boudin stuff quail. And, uh, you know, we're going to incorporate a few other rotating specials into the menu as well. 
We'll be open on Saturdays and Sundays on the Dragon Austin. So would love to have any Austin Mustangs come out and, and uh, give our stuff a try. Would be would be more than willing to offer discount for those as well. Awesome. And you and they they could just mention your name uh, when they come on up. You guys are going to be at a pop-up and, and then eventually the, the food truck, right? Yeah, so we're looking to roll into uh, the end of the month with a food truck. Uh, that's being currently constructed right now. Um, once, once we get the food truck in, we're going to really open up the playbook, um, pun intended with the football season going on right now. Um, but, um, we're going to, uh, really open up the, uh, the menu a little bit more and expand, uh, having a food truck will, will allow us to uh, create a lot more stuff and get a little more creative with, uh, you know, some of the things that we already have working. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited about that. I uh, kind of want to get through the first couple of weeks here and get off to a strong start, but, uh, yeah, like I said, would love to have any uh, Austin area Mustangs or any Mustangs that are just happening in Austin on the weekends to stop by. Awesome. And and where can everybody follow you on social media? Because I've been uh, uh, you know counting down the time I can get back to Austin so I can try some of your stuff I've seen. Right. So we just we just uh, started our Facebook page, but uh, Instagram's really been like our, our uh, big following. Uh, it's Smoke S M O A K T X B B Q, um, all one word. Um, and a lot of people ask me about the name. Like, why is it spelled that way? It's because we exclusively use oak only to uh, smoke our barbecue with. And so, yeah, just a, just a play on words. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool, man. Well, uh, enjoying everything you're doing. Heard some great things. Can't wait to try it soon. Thanks for coming on the pod and talking about it. And uh, uh, like I said, can't wait to try everything. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me again. And, uh, yeah, go Mustangs. Pony up. Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at NewBalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome back to the Pony Stampede podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, as we kind of roll on on the pod, we'll, we'll, we'll handle this part first, and then I'll give my thoughts on SMU's depth chart that was just released. Uh, but SMU did announce uh, the addition of a new uh, non-conference basketball game to the slate. No, it won't be in Moody Coliseum, but SMU will travel to Evansville uh, later uh, this year in the non-conference slate and uh, play a team that won 11 total games uh, last year. Look, I think this is one where, um, at this point, the way things are going with this non-conference schedule, they're just trying to you know, fit anyone in there and just get games on the slate, but... Uh, just what a kind of disheartening thing if you're if you're a season ticket holder and, and certainly the upgrades just went out this week um, and the and the deadlines there and everything like that. It's just one of those games where you just like kind of really. I mean, you you've got if you're SMU and you needed non conference games and you need to kind of fill up a home slate, 
slate, uh, you add a, a, a non-conference game against Evansville that just doesn't help you at all. Um, so pretty disappointing uh, for to see that one kind of put on the schedule. But you know, road games, I guess, do help a little bit in terms of RPI or Ken Palm or however you look at it. But um, a team that won 11 total games a year ago, just not not great. Um, but um, they were 9-7 and seven at home last year, so might be a little bit of a test, I guess, going up to Evansville. Uh, but yeah, SMU at Evansville was announced uh, earlier this week, kind of <laughs> dropped around 9 o'clock at night. Uh, maybe a little bit of a news dump there uh, on the PR side of things, but we're not going to spend any more time on that. We're going to move on to the depth chart for SMU, which was released uh, earlier this week. I was kind of surprised that they uh, released it, but uh, they did. And unsurprisingly to me, uh, SMU did list uh, Shane Bouchelle or William Brown at quarterback for the Mustang. So uh, kind of sticking to what they've done the entire time, which was say, look, we're not going to name a starter uh, until the game. Now, I did think there were some surprises. And for the most part in game one, I'm not going to put too much stock into this depth chart, um, especially when we've seen for the most part, Alana Lee and Hayden Howerton uh, switched um, with with Ali at, at center and Howerton at left guard. Um, and then, of course, at running back, they only list Xavier Jones and, and Cayman Freeman, but I think you're going to see others uh, in there for sure. Um, the whole right side of the line, kind of how I envisioned it for the most part, um, but there's going to be ongoing battles at both of those spots, right guard and right tackle, I think. Uh, definitely going to be up for grabs going into the season. I did think the omission of Kylan Granson was interesting. We'll kind of see how that works out, but if he's... Um, as good as he's been talked up to be, he I would expect he ends up playing a great deal of football. Um, on the defensive line, I thought the only one that kind of surprised me was Gary Wiley, but that could be a something where he's been nicked up or what have you, and 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 they're just not kind of sure where he'll fit in. Um, outside of that, I think the biggest one is there's two there's two not surprising situations, right? There's Rodney Clemens and Trevor Denbo with two true freshmen, freshmen and Donald Clay and Chase Cromarty listed right behind them. But that changes if if waivers get approved and look, we'll get an idea kind of how things work out there going forward. But uh, at corner, you've got Armani Johnson, who has had a real strong camp, uh, beating out Robert Hayes, beating out Sam Westfall, uh, and others that have played a lot of football. And then on the other side, you've got Brandon Stevens, who came in as a kind of a, a, a flyer, a total shot in the dark for, for SMU and said, hey, I'm going to try out corner and wasn't here on scholarship and earned a, earned a scholarship in camp. Um, and, and so, look, I mean, that's uh, that's a deal where you know SMU is going to ride with a great athlete out there and kind of see how things go. But, um, you know, it is uh, – it, it's certainly one where uh, the cornerback position is is going to be up for grabs for a while, but I, I think there um, there's competition there. Robert Hayes adds great depth. Sam Westfall, who I've heard just didn't have a great camp and and has kind of fallen off. So maybe this motivates him to get back to where he was in the spring and as an early enrollee from junior college because uh, they really liked him coming out of the spring. But um, it appears you know Armani Johnson, who was like I said, had a really strong camp poised to get the start there at one of the corner spots opposite of Brandon Stevens. And then you've got Christian Davis and Eric Sutton uh, backing them up, uh, backing up Stevens on the other side. So three or two veteran corners um, over there on that side. 
I was a little surprised James Prochet didn't get the start at punt returner for SMU, but uh, Reggie Roberson uh, certainly has the wheels to, to play out there and, and be a total difference maker for them. So um, we'll kind of see how it goes because, look, I mean, it is it is just a depth chart. I think there's a lot more depth on this team and there's a lot more players that are going to uh, contribute to this team than are listed on the depth chart. So uh, we will have to uh, kind of see how things go, but um, certainly um, an interesting depth chart, one that wasn't really too surprising though, especially the way kind of SMU handled a lot of, um, you know, just kind of um, playing time in the season or playing time in fall camp, uh, practice reports in fall camp, you know, information getting out. Um, So it doesn't really surprise me that um, SMU, release that depth chart and it looks the way it does. But um, look, I think it's going to be Shane Bouchelle running out there for SMU. And if it isn't, uh, it's going to be quite the shock for everyone. So uh, with that, guys, those are just a few thoughts on the depth chart going into the season opener. Excited for all the coverage we're going to bring you guys. Stick to Pony Stampede. I'm going to try and get kind of a uh, a uh, overall season preview predictions. I had wanted to kind of get it out um, earlier this week, but kind of an overall college football thing, uh, but also some SMU things to it. Just, um, kind of my thoughts on kind of how the, uh, um, season will go in college football, but mainly for, for SMU. So look out for that on Friday. Um, hopefully, uh, by the time, uh, kind of the day ends, I'll have that online for you guys. But, um, with that, look for our predictions. I've got SMU winning 31, 24 over Arkansas state and we will be watching on uh, Saturday night as SMU takes on Arkansas State in year two of Sunny Dykes getting underway um, here on the Hilltop. So I hope you guys enjoy all the coverage. Have a great weekend of college football and uh, talk to you guys next week.